Today is Thursday, January 5th, 2023. Kevin McCarthy suffers humiliating sixth defeat in vote for Speaker of the House as he continues to bleed support. Biden is masking again as he campaigns with Mitch McConnell. And in shocking move, CNN hires Adam Kinzinger. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Kevin McCarthy suffers his sixth defeat as Republicans fail miserably to pick a speaker after two days farce in the House as Taliban terrorist rebels refuse to stand down. And the GOP accuses Democrats of drinking on the floor. (laughs) Oh, boy, what a timeline we are living in right now. So Kevin McCarthy has suffered now six total losses, actually seven, but they called off the vote last night when they knew he was going to lose again. So technically seven losses for speaker. What are the updates? Let's get through them. And then we have a lot of commentary on this boy, man, is it ever feeling healthy? Do you feel energized? Do you feel strong, young man? Does it feel as though people are actually fighting for you and actually interested in the constitutional and electoral mechanisms of leadership in our party? Are you quaking in your boots? Is it the first time in my lifetime that the Republican Party has internally decided that they are going to challenge the uniparty apparatus that has been in control since George H.W. Bush, since Daddy Bush set it up in control? where they pick the winners, they prove who the losers are, they go through and spend money against Republicans that they don't like, and they ignore the grassroots. Now is the comeuppance. Now is the time to hit the bricks, baby. And we got a belly full of it this morning after six rounds of voting and Republicans are still unable to pick a speaker. Sentiment in Congress seemed to be with Democrat Congresswoman Sarah Jacobs, she tweeted a photo of herself holding a baby and said, today it feels like toddlers are running the house. It's been almost 48 hours since Kevin McCarthy has been nominated by his party, yet the rebels in his party known as the Taliban 20. Interesting, interesting quotations there. Interesting from people that won't investigate Joe Biden's Afghanistan pullout and handing over of that country to the Taliban that actually ended up killing 13 service members. Now that's a little odd, a little strange that. That you would call your own party, the Taliban 20 and terrorist Dan Crenshaw. We'll get to that in a second. Believe that. They have ensured that the speaker chair is still empty in a farce, in farcical scenes. President Joe Biden said it's an embarrassment. Oh, really? Colorado's firebrand Republican Lauren Boeber urged Donald Trump to call McCarthy and tell him to withdraw after she nominated Florida's Byron Donald as an alternative candidate. Rep. Kat Kamek from Florida said that it was clear that Democrats were relishing in the Republican division and they were popping popcorns and bringing blankets and alcohol to the floor as she made her pitch for McCarthy's sixth speaker bid. Uh, yes, definitely. We have it on good authority from a couple of people that are inside sources in the Capitol that Democrats were boozing on the House floor. Uh All right. Such degenerates. The Florida Republicans acknowledge that the Groundhog Day feeling on the House floor, they nominated McCarthy for the sixth ballot and he lost for the sixth ballot. These people are giving McCarthy the business. Mad Matt Fury vote. Now, you need to stop and you need to ask yourself, why is this happening? People are calling this embarrassing, right? We're reading we're reading from the Daily Mail here. They're saying it's embarrassing. If only Dems took a shot every time McCarthy lost Uh, A Republican vote, we'd all be unconscious by now, said AOC. All right. So what's going on here? What's actually happening? What's truly embarrassing? Let me tell you what's truly embarrassing. What's truly embarrassing is that you won five seats instead of 50 inside of a historically unpopular atmosphere for Democrats when you could have flipped 35 different pickup seats. You know, the 35 toss up seats 
that are available for Republicans to flip. How many do we win? Big no, none. Zero, goose egg, nothing. Goose egg. Why? Well, you know, strong leadership and effective leadership is someone who is actually able to deliver on results when you are handed an opportunity, an empty shot on goal, open goal. Republicans can't do it. Republicans who have the cut of the jib of Kevin McCarthy cannot accomplish and execute a shot on goal. Now, I'm going to go back to a thing that I've said many times, but it really pisses me off. The people of Arizona deserve better. I love Kerry Lake, Abe Hamada, Blake Masters. Those people deserve better than the broken election systems that they currently have to endure. All right. They are broken. Call them what you will. I choose the word broken systems. You should not take weeks and months to count votes. Those votes should be accessible and able for all to see. You should not find tranches of votes like happened to Abe Hamada. Found 500 votes. Oh, where'd they come from? This is a broken system. Now, Republicans had the governorship. They had the House. They had the Senate in Arizona. Why the hell didn't you pass a Florida-style election law? Real leadership looks like in Florida, where you have now super majorities for the first time since Reconstruction in the House and the Senate. And now Ron DeSantis is going to use those super majorities to absolutely rain down a holy terror on leftist institutions that want to be predators towards our children, have predations towards our morals and values. That's what will to power looks like. We talk a lot about it. Will to power. So why didn't McCarthy win 50 seats? He wouldn't be in this position if he had won 50 seats. If he had done his job, if he had been a strong leader, then he would have won 50 seats. That's what everyone was projecting that was on the table, but instead Democrats just ran the tables on him. Yes, he won five seats. And yes, he has a five-seat majority. And now it's 20 members of Congress that can deny him the speakership. So weakness has consequences. There are consequences to weak men. Kevin McCarthy is a weak man surrounded by weak people. And so, yes, Kevin McCarthy is losing because of that weakness. These are the consequences. And they are 100% totally self-inflicted. Now, what could Kevin McCarthy do to bring these people to the table? These group of people are not Taliban. They're not terrorists, like these absolute neocon scumbags like to call them. These are people acting completely within their constitutional powers, the powers given to them by the people to vote and to hold accountable our leadership. And I think that's even more important to hold accountable Republican leadership than to hold into account Democrat leadership. Because if you get the wrong Republican leaders, then you'll have yesterday where Mitch McConnell was on stage hugging Joe Biden. Do you know this? And Mitch McConnell was on stage yesterday hugging Joe Biden. We'll get to that story in just a moment. So what you have is a situation where Kevin McCarthy is reaping what he sows. And now he has to negotiate with people that have a very consistent and very clear-eyed set of requests. And what they are doing is they are using, because Kevin McCarthy did not win 50 seats, they are using their outsized power in order to hold him accountable. Kevin McCarthy had 50 seats if he had done his job in the midterms and not released some stupid, benign contract with America, number two. Dur, dur, dur. That's what they really, did you ever hear anything about it? They spent, they spent multi-millions of dollars, all the consultants in the world, to release this big thing to like win over America. Did you hear anything? You heard jack about that because these people suck at what they do and they do not understand that their party hates them. The Republican Party has no idea how much they are despised by the base of their party. So if you wanted to begin to earn back, you spent too much time in DC, Kevin. You spent too much time in DC. These 20 patriots 
who are standing against you right now are asking for you to listen to the grassroots. And you want to know what the grassroots would want? They would want spending bills that are organized by department. So you could defund the FBI, defund the DOJ. Right now it's all done in omnibus style packages where it's like you have to fund the entire government or nothing. So that's obviously unconstitutional. That's not the way it was ever designed to work. So you should begin by setting up measures, giving at least a week to vote, releasing all that we know about January 6th. How many federal agents were in the audience? We know there were federal agents in the audience, actually. That's so. How many? And why did Nancy Pelosi reduce the number of Capitol police officers? Why did Nancy Pelosi say that she's not going to invite the National Guard to the Capitol that day, even though Trump wanted them there? When will we have a church style committee to investigate the FBI and the DOJ and their election interference and their ability to corrupt presidential elections and usurp the will of the people? These are consolations that you could give to the members of Congress that actually are in touch with the grassroots. Tucker Carlson said as much in his conversation with Kevin McCarthy, mano y mano. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2023. How was 2022 on your finances? Probably not great. And it's not your fault. Our government is spending way too much money and giving that money to the dumbest people. They passed a $1.7 trillion omnibus package on Christmas Eve just to spite you, to insult you, and to tell you that they don't care about you. So maybe this is the year that you should start caring about your savings and securing your financial goals. When you've finally had enough the games that the government is playing with your savings and retirements, you should diversify into gold, birch gold. I'm tired of my money being impacted by stupid decisions by our leaders in Washington. For over 5,000 years, gold has withstood inflation, geopolitical turmoil, stock market crashes. And here's the great news. You can get in now. In fact, you can own gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account today. Birch gold makes it so easy to convert your IRA or 401k into precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text the word Benny to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold. With almost 20 years experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metals, Birch Gold can help you. Text Benny to 989898 today and go gold in the new year 2023. Tucker Carlson is no fan of Kevin McCarthy, but is trying to extend an olive branch and give Kevin a little bit of help here because it looks like this vote is going nowhere. Kevin McCarthy has lost six times, seven times. They called off the last vote. I was watching it last night. So Kevin McCarthy has effectively lost seven times. That is not unprecedented, by the way. The longest race vote for Speaker of the House took two months and 19 days. Did you know that? Two months and 19 days. Took place over 100 years ago, but that's just the way it works. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the way the system is designed. The system is working right now. The people who are not doing their job are the Borg. The absent-minded NPC Borg Republicans who vote with special interests and who vote with lobbyists. You need to question your leadership. That is good. That is healthy. The fight is healthy. Tucker Carlson questioned Kevin McCarthy and then gave Kevin McCarthy an out. Here's what you could do to win those votes over. Take it away, Tucker. So to win them back, McCarthy is going to have to give them something real, not more airy promises, which he specializes in. He's going to have to give them actual concessions. If Kevin McCarthy wants to be the speaker, he is going to have to do things he would never do otherwise. Like what? We can think of at least two things. First, 
release the January 6th files, not some of the January 6th files and video, all of it, and not to some phony committee that will hide them, that in fact is designed to hide them from the public, but put them online, release them to the public directly so that the rest of us can finally know what actually happened on January 6th, 2021. It's been two years. It's long overdue. It's our right as Americans to know. And McCarthy could tell us. Second, Kevin McCarthy could put Thomas Massey of Kentucky in charge of a new Frank Church committee designed to discover what the FBI and the intel agencies have been doing to control domestic politics in this country. They've been doing a lot. But no one in Washington wants to talk about it. This topic is effectively off limits and has been. In fact, no one's talked about it for almost 50 years. And so because no one has talked about it or stopped it, the rot has spread and democracy has withered. You can feel it. The FBI is now a bigger force in American elections than any single group of voters. This cannot continue. It is poison. And Kevin McCarthy is uniquely situated right now to stop it. So by striking a deal with his 20 colleagues, McCarthy could restore our system to health and at the very same time, get the job he has always wanted. Chip Roy, who is uh, effectively with Matt Gates, the leader now of these never Kevin votes, right? These the, 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 they call him never Kevin, but these people want concessions out of Kevin McCarthy. You could easily win those people over by doing restrictions on budgetary process. So that means you get rid of the omnibus package. The omnibus package is designed to defraud the American voters and to get the Borg, the sheep, the herd-minded people to vote for it, the hive mind. Members of Congress who just go up there to be empty suit supply suits. These people, two for one, Joseph A. Banks. They're a dime a dozen, and they just vote with the special interests in order to try and retain power. You never heard heard any of them. And these people just want to slush fund money to special interests, and they do that through an omnibus bill. Now, if you were to break that bill out and make individual standing votes for each agency and for you know, so that you don't have to defund the United States Marines along with the FBI, you just defund the FBI, you break up omnibus. That's how you do it. Release the January 6th files. Impanel a committee to look into FBI and DOJ and CIA meddling in our elections and what they are doing to destroy the will of the American people. They're going to start voting here in about an hour. What do you think is going to happen today? Never Kevin going to win again? Mad Matt? Chip Roy? Will Byron Donalds become Speaker of the House? Byron Donalds was nominated as Speaker of the House yesterday. I believe this is the, I believe this is the first this is the first African-American to be nominated as a Republican for Speaker of the House. A historic moment for all of us. Byron Donald's totally based. He's from Florida. I personally believe that you should have somebody representing our party that's from a state that represents our party. California doesn't represent Republicans. Florida represents Republicans. This is what Byron Donald's nomination sounded like. My first vote for Speaker of the House was for Byron Donald's. Today, I'm rising to nominate Byron Donalds for Speaker of the House of Representatives. Byron is a dear friend, a solid conservative, but most importantly, a family man 
who loves dearly his wife, Erica, his three children, has a proven track record as a businessman, public service in the Florida legislature, and now as a member of the United States Congress. Now, here we are, and for the first time in history, there have been two black Americans placed into the nomination for Speaker of the House. Byron Donalds played football. Byron Donalds is from Florida. Byron Donalds does not F around. Byron Donalds is a total G. We know him well. We know his team. I would absolutely support Byron Donalds for Speaker of the House. Would you? Who would you want to see become Speaker of the House? If Kevin McCarthy continues to lose, he will not become Speaker. Kevin McCarthy is done. He's done. Now, unless they can facilitate a deal and pull over these 20 members of Congress, you would need 15 of them to come to your side. Well, then maybe Byron Donald should become Speaker of the House. He's from a Republican area. He represents Republican ideals. Those ideals are not found in California, where Kevin McCarthy is from. I would much rather a speaker that represents Republican ideals. Re Re Republicans, I would rather a speaker from Arkansas or Alabama or Mississippi. I'd rather a speaker from Tennessee or Wyoming. I, like, I want Republican ideals. Wyoming, now that they've tossed out Liz Cheney. So yes, totally fine. Will Byron Donalds, who is a bright and up-and-coming member of Congress, will he get retribution from Kevin McCarthy for standing in nomination against him? Here's Byron Donalds' response to that question yesterday. Are you worried about retribution after the fact? There was threats that folks that weren't going to vote for McCarthy would be kicked off committees. Now you put yourself in a, in a pretty public position opposing who, the person that could be the speaker. Are you worried about retribution? Man, I'm 6'2", 275. I'm not worried about that. Man, I'm 6'2", 275. I'm not worried about that. <laughs> Come on, baby. Bring me that energy. That's the energy I want. Bring that energy. Don't you love seeing a Republican Party that isn't an amoeba? That isn't some type of, I don't know, what, what is the, what is the uh, biological scientific word for something without a spine? What is that? What, there's a, like a name for like the type of creature that's a jellyfish that doesn't have a spine. Isn't it fun to see some brawlers, to see some people who actually know how to fight and whose target is fighting the institutional left that is going through and wrecking our country? Matt Gates sees it clearly. Also from Florida, we're voting all night. That's what Matt says. Watch in some way to try to divide our conference. But look, he's a desperate guy whose vote share is dropping with every subsequent vote. And I'm ready to vote all night, all week, all month, and never for that person. So I tell you what, when he comes out and heads back to his squatting in the speaker's office, which why is he even allowed to be there? Like, is there some basis in law or statute or rule for someone who comes in second place in six consecutive speaker races to be able to <laughs> Matt Gates is the troll of the century. Matt Gates released this on Twitter, this meme. Check this out. Speakers, select all images with speakers. Is that all the speakers being selected and no one's selecting Kevin McCarthy? <laughs> this is Matt Gates tweeting out memes to troll Kevin along with leading uh, a rebellion against Kevin McCarthy. And it is absolutely wild ladies and gentlemen uh kevin mccarthy does not have the votes now donald trump came out full caps for kevin mccarthy yesterday he called the members of congress who were standing against kevin mccarthy 
it's a strange turn of events. Donald Trump now in favor of the GOP institution and institutional power. Never thought I'd see it. But now Donald Trump, who backed off, he endorsed Kevin, then he backed off Kevin when Kevin started losing. Now he went full bore, train has no brakes for Kevin, and started calling the members of Congress, who's very close with Lauren Boebert. I mean, are you kidding me? Lauren Boebert's like as mag as they come, mag as mag as they come. Calling him, telling him to knock it off. Knock it off. That's what Donald Trump was saying. So now Donald Trump, in favor of the establishment in Washington, D.C., or does Trump know something we don't know? I don't know. I'm just asking questions. So Lauren Boebert had a response to Donald Trump on the House floor just to show you how wild this is. Check it out. But too often, our efforts have fallen on deaf ears. Our border is wide open. Inflation is out of control. The Senate just passed $1.7 trillion without our input. So let me be clear. Our job is not to coronate the biggest fundraiser or rubber stamp the status quo or keep on going along to get along. It's to use our votes to elect a speaker who will enable us to get our country back on track. Getting the job done is what we were elected to do. And that starts with having a leader who supports Republican principles, builds consensus, and has a proven track record of success. Byron Donalds is that leader. The president needs to tell Kevin McCarthy that, sir, you do not have the votes and it's time to withdraw. With that, I yield. Thank you. Whoa. Okay. So let me tell you what tectonic plates you are watching. You are watching the equivalent of a 1927 earthquake in San Francisco that is happening right now. Okay. You know, the earthquake that destroyed an entire city. That's what you're watching. When Lauren Boebert is low key coming at Trump. Whoa. Whoa. So a couple things here. One, we're very close with Lauren Boebert. We're close friends with Lauren Boebert. I love Lauren. All right. Huge fans of her. Uh, I've been to a restaurant. She's a restaurant called Shooters Bar and Grill, where all the uh, all all the uh, uh, waitresses are armed. I mean, I, I like I've spoken with Lauren at a bunch of events. Uh, we've done we've done projects with her. It's great. I'm fan, I'm friends of Lauren. What what's interesting about this situation is that Lauren Bobert, who's one of the strongest, most rock ribbed, most beloved, we love Lauren Bobert, but Kevin McCarthy doesn't. Do you know that Kevin McCarthy was in charge of over half a billion dollars, half a billion dollars, $500 million passed through McCarthy or McCarthy Associated Leadership Funds and PACs. Half a billion dollars. You know what he gave to Lauren Boebert? One of the champions of our movement, one of the brightest stars and the only Republican congresswoman from Colorado, the only member of Congress who's a Republican from Colorado. And how did Kevin McCarthy help her out in that swing state? Nothing. Nothing. So it's like Kevin McCarthy wants her to lose. Kevin McCarthy wanted to lose. It's wild, man. Kevin McCarthy, either through ignorance or malevolence, wanted to lose the House. It's insane. And so these people who watched it happen up front, I mean, can you feel for Lauren Boebert? They, she watched this happen up front, and she's saying, wait a second, why should this guy be in power? He wanted me to lose. I'm a Republican. Sure, I'm not the exact same cut of his jib, not exactly like I'm not the, I'm not part of the invertebrate class of politician, but who cares? I vote with him probably 99% of the time. And he tried to get me to lose. Mm -mm. Lauren Boebert saying no, 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 no. And Lauren Boebert went hard at Sean Hannity last night. 
boy, you want to talk about going hard in the paint. Lauren Boebert went full flamethrower on Sean Hannity's show. Sean Hannity, of course, has been a deep and abiding Kevin McCarthy and establishment Republican advocate. That is Sean Hannity's shtick, right? That's the Hannity thing. The Hannity thing is I defend the Republican establishment, okay? Maybe you like it. Maybe you don't. I try as hard as I can to not do friendly fire on the show, but that's his shtick. That's his thing. Republican establishment, it's a Republican establishment. That's for me. I'm Sean Hannity. I will be the defender, the Praetorian guard of the establishment. And that's what he does. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. That's your thing, bro. And that's good. And I'm not going to uh, conduct friendly fire here. But Sean Hannity was advocating for Kevin McCarthy, brought on Lauren Boebert. Lauren Boebert went on, and it was flames on. Watch. Who do you want? Who will you only support to be speaker? That's not that hard. I am willing to have conversations with the Republican conference to come up with a consensus candidate. We are offering people right now. It doesn't have to be a member of the Freedom Caucus. It doesn't even have to be a solid half, conservative. Way, more, but we have more than to have half those the Freedom Caucus supports McCarthy. So we you have don't have, have you don't even have a name. And we're now going into day three. Afraid. When you are threatened by committee chairmen oh, to gosh. not be placed by steering members. Right, let me ask a final members, question. If by Friday you and your group of 20 don't have a name with 30 votes, is it time for you to withdraw? And if not, why do you support a double standard? Last question. Kevin McCarthy does not have 218 votes. Kevin McCarthy and you will have, not And be you speaker. have 20. I, I asked you a very specific question. If by Listen, Friday when we, when we you don't have right, 30. I will not, Sean. I will not withdraw. Our asks not. Were, were not petty of Kevin McCarthy. They were not self-serving. We simply were asking for commitments. How embarrassing. How embarrassing. I'll say it. How embarrassing. You know, if you're going to go out there and you're going to shill for Kevin McCarthy and you're going to shill for the GOP elite and the GOP establishment and for Rana. Romney, McDaniel, and for McCarthy, and for McConnell, and all these other people, well, then they better well win. Isn't that the point? This entire thing is happening because Kevin McCarthy could not win. If Kevin McCarthy had won 50 seats like he should have in 2022 and delivered a resounding, functional, rock-solid majority, which he had the will of the people, he had the money, he had the capacity to do that, but he's an invertebrate. Too many shares of Kevin McCarthy have been sold out. And the American public sniffed that out. Too much time in Washington takes a person who is a delicious prime cut of beef, a tomahawk steak, a tomahawk ribeye, and it grinds them into ground beef. And you become 98 cents a pound. You go from you go from $17 or $24 a pound. Jeez, have you seen them like have you seen the prices of meat in the grocery store? You go from $30 a pound to 98 cents a pound. It's the best way to describe it. DC is a meat grinder that turns prime cuts of steak into nothing, into chattel. There are very few who can escape unscathed. Jim Jordan, is, it's like one of them. A lot of people saying Speaker Jim Jordan. Well, Jim Jordan's tweeting that he didn't want it. So what's going to happen here? Well, I mean, you saw there Lauren Boebert tossing a punch at Trump. That's crazy. Lauren Boebert saying Trump needs to call Kevin McCarthy, tell him to drop out. Trump should stop calling us and calling us crazy. Whoa, whoa. Can you feel it? There's a massive energy shift happening right now in our party. And the people who are the most institutionally corrupted 
and the people who are excited and always excited to turn the domestic military spying apparatus of our espionage state on American people and to uh, badmouth and bad talk their own citizens and anyone who doesn't disagree with them, the petulance of the Republican GOP elitists are beginning to show and beginning to crack. No more than with Dan Crenshaw of Texas, who has resorted to calling members of his own party Taliban and terrorists. Watch. You don't scream at them. And yet today, Congressman Dan Crenshaw of Texas, a surrogate for Kevin McCarthy, did. In fact, he did what neocons always do. He labeled anyone who doesn't like a terrorist. Watch. Those of us are saying, like, look, you pushed us into this corner, so now we're now we're saying we won't vote for anyone but McCarthy. That's why we're saying it, because we cannot let the terrorists win. Oh, they're terrorists now. It's hard not to see the connection, because... Over the past few years, pretty much every part of the war on terror has been turned against the domestic political enemies of the neocons. So now they're just coming out and telling you what they told you about Iraq. Either you're with us or you're against us. You're on the side of light or darkness. You're good or evil. Dan Crenshaw went all the way, as neocons always do. He proceeded to go to CNN to call his political opponents enemies of the state. Looking for a little Soviet-style politics? Watch this. This handful of members is um, uh, very clearly looking for notoriety over principle. And that's what it is. And anyone who suggests differently is um, in, in some kind of make-believe fantasy reality. But if you're a narcissist, if you're a narcissist and you believe that your opinion is so much more important than everyone else's, then you'll keep going. And you'll threaten to tear down the team for for the benefit of the Democrats just because of your own sense of self-importance. That's exactly what's happening. We will not vote for anyone else with the car. These people think they're stubborn or more stubborn. They think they're not going to get the communities they want. Obviously, they won't. But it's going to be so much worse than that. You know, they are enemies now. There are enemies now? There are enemies now? Who speaks like this? I, I You know, what what... Causes me to pause and say, wait a second, something is actually institutionally and endemically wrong with our GOP leadership is when I listen to our GOP leaders, Romney McDaniel running the RNC, she's attacking Carrie Lake. That's odd. Mitch McConnell is sitting there attacking people like Blake Masters. Mitch McConnell, by the way, lost two seats in Arizona. Mitch McConnell lost two seats in Georgia. Mitch McConnell is sitting there calling call candidate quality. The Republican Party loves to attack a very specific aspect of the Republican Party, you. The people who donate, the people who walk precincts, knock doors, the people who vote. You are the problem. You're always the problem in their eyes. If you just got in line and did what they wanted, you, just like the left does. The left are herd animals, bleating sheep, mewling jackasses that just get dragged brainlessly into Fauci worship, into war, into funding of Ukraine's border, but on our own, into voting for Joe Biden, which millions of people did. These people are herd animals. They're mindless. They're a Borg. We, as the bearers of the actual freedom movement and the light of liberty upon which this country was founded, we are the ones 
who actually represent free thought and an instinct that says if our government isn't working for us, then we got to we get, we got to change it. We got to change it. We got to change it. There comes a time in human existence where you got to cast off the chains. That's, that's paraphrasing the, the first lines of the Constitution. First lines of the Declaration of Independence. Forgive me. And so, yeah, we as a party like questioning our leaders and they don't want to be questioned. It's Soviet. It's Sovietism. We are your leaders. Shut up and take it. No whining. And this kind of arrogance and this reflex reaction to blame you every time they don't get what they want, it sickens me. I'm sick to my stomach over these kind of comments, calling your own party terrorists, saying you're finished, saying there will be pain and repercussion for the people who are simply standing up for their constituents and the grassroots and the people who watch this show and us. It's repulsive. And, sh- and, and, and shame upon all of you, because what you should be doing is taking these 20 members. Here are the members who are not voting for McCarthy. You can see some real patriots on there. Anna Paulina Luna. It's amazing. Chip Roy, one of our favorites. Byron Donalds, obviously, we're huge fans of him. Lauren Boebert, obviously, huge fans of her. There's some great names on this list. There's some amazing, amazing patriots on this list. They're calling them Taliban members? What's happening? I'll tell you what's happening. The Republican Party hates you. I, I, I like Democrats more than I like Republicans because of this. Democrats will stab you in the face. They're perfectly open with what they want to do. They want to shove the rest of us into re-education camps, essentially. <laughs> like, like, dem- like, like masking, vaccine, re-education camps. For the wild idea that we should be allowed to freely worship Jesus and raise our own children. That's what Democrats want to do. At least they're open about it. Republicans despise you just as much, but they'll stab you in the back. And so I'm done. I mean, I'm done with this Republican establishment elite. And if they wanted to actually make a play for the will and the hearts of the people, then what they would be doing is they would be asking those 20 people, what can they do to win over their vote? Oh, you want to get rid of omnibus spending packages? Oh, you want us to release the January 6th files? That makes a lot of sense. That's what we should do. Kevin McCarthy is striking deals. Here's the deal that was struck last night. Kevin McCarthy aligned PAC agrees not to spend in safe GOP open seat primaries and speakers concession. So what does this mean? Kevin McCarthy, who runs the Congressional Leadership Fund, which spent $250 million in 2022 on what? We don't know because he didn't win. They made a concession last night that they will not be funding races in open, safe GOP districts, allowing for people, not for special interests, to win in those races. That's a good concession. That's good. The Congressional Leadership Fund, which is endorsed by McCarthy, struck a deal with the Club for Growth, which is expected to support McCarthy for the top job, assuming that the agreeable rules package is struck, including provisions for the Club for Growth asked for originally, including a call for open rules that allow major rules bills, such as appropriations, that would allow for rank-and-file lawmakers to have amendments brought to the floor. So everyone is jockeying right now, but this is a big one. This could actually give McCarthy the gavel. If he gets the gavel, this is why. Club for Growth is very powerful. It's very grassrootsy, and Club for Growth uh, funds a lot of these people that are opposing McCarthy right now. 
And so the club for growth, like, so not spending in these races, saying that they're not going to spend money in these races, they're going to essentially let like the grassroots select who they want to represent them in these open GOP seats. That's a huge win. That's a huge win for the grassroots. The Congressional Leadership Fund spent $259 million in 2022 cycle. Now, would you be okay with a coalition government with AOC in charge? <laughs> AOC said as much. Okay, AOC said, hey, maybe it's time for a coalition government where y'all like let us choose the leader. What? Okay. Uh, AOC saying that coalition government is needed as Kevin McCarthy battles for speaker squad members claims the Democrats could strike an unprecedented deal if Republican leaders team reaches out. What? Watch. But the rest of the Republican Party will not rally, I believe. They will not coalesce under Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan himself doesn't want it. They will not coalesce uh, under someone uh, like Andy Biggs. And so the question is, is there anyone in their caucus that can build that consensus? If there isn't, uh, McCarthy's team may have to come to the Democratic Party. And if that's the case, then what would that even look like? It's rather unprecedented. Could it result in a potential coalition government? Could we get Democratic chairs of committees uh, as a result? We don't know. Uh, but ultimately, it what we saw here today is that in the last two months, and now Kevin McCarthy failed to unite his caucus and failed to even, you know, I think he failed to respect the power of the Freedom Caucus uh, enough as well. Oh, man, Father, forgive me for I have sent AOC saying something correct. Uh, Kevin McCarthy has failed to unite his caucus. She's right. She's right. Is Kevin McCarthy going to do a deal with Democrats? I don't know, man. There was uh, apparently errant reporting in The Hill yesterday that Kevin McCarthy was reaching out to Democrats. We tweeted that article out. We tweeted a correction. The Hill uh, apparently misprinted that. And a lot of people jumped on our back to say, no, 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 this is fake news. Okay, fine. All right, fine. People came from all angles. Interesting. Fascinating what is happening right now inside of Congress. AOC, though. Oh, man. (sighs) Forgive me, Lord. AOC is right. Kevin McCarthy has failed to bring his caucus together. You should have done this behind closed doors like a civilized leader. But instead, you call people terrorists. You sick your little attack dogs on your own party and call them the Taliban 20. You call them terrorists. You say there's, they're going to be punished. Shut up, little man. Shut up, little boy. Be a leader. We have a, we have a team here. We have 15 people that work or contract directly with our company. And oftentimes... There are disputes or things that we got to solve. And what I do as head of the company is I bring people together and we make sure that those are solved and we set up a system instead of a process and everyone's happy. Happens four times a day. This is what leadership is. Kevin McCarthy being unable to bring these people to the table. He knew this was going to happen before the vote. So why are you humiliating yourself? Leadership means sitting these people down. Leadership would have meant winning 50 seats. But since you didn't do that, since you couldn't deliver in this historically unpopular time to be a Democrat, you couldn't win more seats, you're now stuck. And so now that means you got to deal with these people. And leadership means bringing them in and giving them what they want, working on a solution. That's what a strong, confident leader would do. Kevin McCarthy, too busy wearing McCain, uh, too busy wearing Ukraine, McCain, McCain, Ukraine, same same uh you know ukraine flags on the house floor kevin mccarthy too busy doing that 
and calling his own party terrorists. No, it's it's repulsive. And people need to be apologized to for that kind of language. It's despicable. And I know that the will of the people are the, the will of the Republican grassroots are against Kevin McCarthy. And quite frankly, on, on just a pure meritocracy, it should be. Now, there are bright spots to this new Congress. Check out bon- Monica De La Cruz, who is from Texas, holding out her come and take it flag on her new office. Monica De La Cruz, Latina, spicy Latina from Texas, elected. She's from a border district. She's holding up her uh, she's holding up her Alamo, her Alamo flag, right? Yeah, come and take it right outside of her office. Super based. A member of Congress, freshman from Wisconsin. His name's Dedrick, Derek Van Orden Road. And he rode his motorcycle into work for the first day. It looked like this was pretty badass. That energy, that energy, not the Kevin McCarthy energy. That's the energy. That's the energy you need. The Byron Donald's energy. The Byron Donald's energy. Capping off this, capping off this section of the show. This is the energy that a Republican base wants to see. Let's play the Byron Donald's clip one more time. Byron Donald's, when asked if he's scared of retribution, had the perfect answer. Listen. You worried about retribution after the fact there was threats that folks that weren't going to vote for McCarthy would be kicked off committees. Now you put yourself in a, in a pretty public position opposing who, the person that could be, be the speaker. Are you worried about retribution? Man, I'm 6'2", 275. I'm not worried about that. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, man, that's energy. That's the energy we bring to this show every single morning. It's wonderful to see. It's amazing to see. You want to see more of that? Do you want to see Speaker Byron Donalds? Corinne Jean-Pierre cannot explain why Biden was wearing a mask on Marine One. Joe Biden looked like this, getting off of Marine One uh, yesterday. Why are you wearing a mask, Joe Biden? What is going on? What is wrong with you? Can you explain this to us? You're flying on Marine One by yourself and you're masked? Here's Corinne Jean-Pierre trying to answer that question. Can you tell us why the president was wearing a mask when he stepped off Marine One? Oh, um, well... that's a, I don't know. I did not notice that. that he, we all wore our masks on yeah, uh, on he, Marie and on. Yeah, he doesn't usually wear a mask, or at least we don't see him wearing one when he gets off the helo. So he was wearing one. So were some other aides who were traveling with him. Like, was he? And I put my mask on. Yeah, uh, and so can you tell? Was he exposed to someone? Or well, can I can I can I, I can tell you this. Uh, yesterday, he tested negative uh, on an antigen test uh, for uh, uh, COVID nineteen. He tested negative, so that part I know. Okay. Uh, so I can share that with you uh, right now. Maybe he's just an old, diseased creep. And maybe he believes all of the incessant, paranoid, freakish, broke brain, hypochondria of people like Dr. Fauci and his administration. And he wants to break down and destroy society as we know it. Maybe. Maybe Joe Biden just likes wearing a mask. Masks are really awesome. I mean, the people who are still currently and actively wearing masks are all ugly people. So it's a it's really, really special thing for ugly people because then they never have to show their faces. So, you know, consider, consider the fact 
that if you're like ugly, you can just wander around with a mask all day. And yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, yeah, do you follow libs of TikTok? Do you see these accounts? It's a hideous, this is a hideous party. Hideous. And even the Hollywood, even the Hollywood people who like fancy themselves like like pretty, who are leftists, they're hideous on the inside. Don't ever check Christy Teigen's DMs. Oh my God, these people are demonic, actually. So yeah, I mean, huge boon for people for like hideous, leftist, sad, unhappy, deeply like uh, uh, emotionally abused, mentally ill individuals live alone with a cat at home, microwaving a dinner for one every night, watching Rachel Maddow. You can now cover your face and nobody wonders why. And those are the only people that are still masking, along with Joe Biden who is also ugly inside and out. And so are the people who are his best friends, like Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell and uh, Joe Biden were in, of course, Kentucky yesterday, doing a campaign event together. That's right, because that's what you want to see right now, right? So as your border collapses, as your currency collapses, the stock market collapses, you want to see your Republican leader in the Senate shaking hands with the most unpopular president in American history. That's what you want to see. This is your Republican leadership. You want to know know why we're fighting and why we're in favor of this? Now, I am – am I never Kevin? No, I'm not never Kevin. Do I think Kevin McCarthy should have this job? No, of course not because I'm for meritocracy. Kevin McCarthy should have won big, and he didn't, and so therefore step aside, buddy. But this, this is an egregious insult. This is a – this is – this is taking it to another level to go and clasp hands with your friend, Joe Biden. Disgusting. Let's read. Joe Biden touts Mitch McConnell's loyalty during infrastructure celebration. Joe Biden praised Senator Mitch McConnell on Wednesday for his loyalty during an event in Kentucky. Infrastructure bill that cost American taxpayers $1.2 trillion. I asked permission now I could say something nice about him. Biden preface, Mitch, it wasn't easy to get this done. It would, have ha- it would not have happened without your hand. We don't agree on everything. In fact, we disagree on a lot of things, and that's what matters. He's a man of his word. He gives you his word. You can take it to the bank, Joe Biden saying this. It wouldn't have happened without your hand. Biden continued to gush at Mitch McConnell. Is your stomach turning? I hope you're sitting down. I hope you haven't had breakfast yet. Are you, like, repulsed by this insight into how the Borg operates? It's fake. You're being lied to. You're being clowned. These people are not – it's not real. There is no Republican Party. Republicans are Democrats. They just have to claim to be Republicans to get elected in places like Kentucky. Biden joked that he offered to campaign for his longtime Senate colleague. I said I'd campaign for him or against him, whatever will help him the most. Biden said, ha, 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 ha. How does that make you feel, Republicans? Do you feel shafted yet? Do you feel betrayed yet? You remember, Democrats will stab you in the face. Joe Biden stabs you in the face. Mitch McConnell will stab you in the back. Which would you prefer? Watch. Folks, I'm especially happy to be here with my friend and colleague in many years, and I might add a longest serving leader in the United States Senate, Senator Mitch McConnell. Mitch, it's great to be with you. I asked permission if I could say something nice about him. I didn't want to. I said I, I campaigned for him or against him, whichever helped him most. But, uh, but. Mitch, uh, it's, uh, you know, uh, it wasn't easy and uh, to get this done, and it wouldn't have gotten done no matter all the work so many others have done and by writing the legislation and dropping it in. It wouldn't have happened without your hand. It just wouldn't have gotten done. 
and I want to thank you for that. And, uh, you know, uh, we have to find common ground, common ground to get major legislation done in any circumstance ever. I've had a belly full of these people. Are you aware that they hate you now? Are you now aware of this? They hate you. That's Mitch McConnell. That's Mitch McConnell clasping hands and grabbing fists with the man who sold this nation out to China, who's in favor of boys using women's bath, like men using women's bathroom, child mutilation, sex change surgeries. This man openly advocating, Joe Biden openly advocating for this, spending billions of taxpayer dollars on ad on on putting patriotic Americans in prison indefinitely with no charges for January 6th. This Joe Biden, this Joe Biden, who's so openly pro-abortion that he's not invited to the Pope's funeral. Did you know this? One of the Pope's dying wishes was that Joe Biden didn't attend. Because Joe Biden is so in favor of slaughtering babies. And if those babies survive, then he's in favor of mutilating them. This man. He's evil. Just call it what we have to be a moral people or nothing. So call it what it is. Mitch McConnell clasping hands and laughing and waving and tittering, tickling each other on stage. Little tickle fight. Turtle tickle fight. Joe Biden, um, I guess God has a sick sense of humor because Joe Biden certainly has early onset dementia. And it was on show and on full display yesterday as well when Joe Biden started talking about patches in his jeans. Go. I've traveled over 140 countries around the world. I'll paraphrase the phrase in my own neighborhood. The rest of the countries, the world's not a patch on our genes. If we do what we want to do, we need to do. Huh? What? The, re- the rest of the world, the rest of the world's not a, a patch on the inside of a pantyhose. You said, you can put the world in, inside of my pant leg. I wouldn't know it because I got hairy legs that turn blonde in the sun. Come over here, Mitch. Sit on my lap. I like turtles. Your shells get so warm in the sun. Give me another trillion dollars. Come here, Mr. Turtle. Would you like some lettuce? He's going to find a turtle. He's going to find a big, fat turtle on the border. Joe Biden is finally going to the southern border. We learned that yesterday. Joe Biden will be visiting the border for the first time in his career. Now, the... I don't know if this is true or not, but the cartels, when they have an enemy, they will sever the person's head and then put it on the back of a tortoise and have it walk through the town. So maybe that's the kind of turtle that Joe Biden will find inside of the southern border. Maybe he'll find that because our border is utterly run by the cartels now. Because the border is totally in control of the cartels, maybe that'll be the kind of border turtle that Joe Biden finds. We'll see. Watch. On intentions by the president to now visit the border. Peter, what are we hearing? This is brand new. After the president went to his infrastructure event in Kentucky, he talked to some reporters under the wing of Air Force One. Somebody asked him about a Wall Street Journal item today. 
if he is planning to go to the southern border next week. And he said that is his intention, but the details are being ironed out. Remember, it has been less than a month since I asked the president on his way to Arizona why it is he goes to border states and not visit the border. And he said at the time, because there are more important things going on at the time, he considered a more important thing a uh, talk about a big investment that the government was making in a chips factory. Uh, but this goes back to the beginning of the administration. I remember talking to Jen Psaki, asking her why it is the president doesn't want to go to the border. And she uh, would come back as the president's spokesperson saying things like, uh, what would you like him to do? Uh, what impact would that have on the policy? Uh, and she said at the time that they thought it was more constructive to policymaking at the border for the president not to go. But obviously, the calculation has changed that something is not working. And it's worth pointing out. This is the guy that Mitch McConnell's grasping the hand on, clasping his hand, shaking hands together, laughing and chuckling together. They're both in their 80s. They're both at the end, the end of their lives. And they're both overseeing the destruction of Rome, playing their fiddles as Rome burns. These two scum. There really does need to be a age limit, I think, upon which we should we should institute an age limit um, for we, we should make a constitutional. There, there should be a, there should be a constitutional amendment that says if you're 80, you got you got to go. You got to go. Maybe 75. That That's like your last time that you can run. We have age limits for how young you can be. So why not flip them? Seriously, if, if you can't drive a car safely, well, what makes you think you can drive this country? And they are driving this country directly into hell. Listen to this from Mayorkas. Mayorkas saying that the massive migrant numbers straining our system calls for Congress to act. What? Homeland Security, Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas is warning that the enormous migrant numbers being encountered at the southern border are now straining our systems and echoed administration calls for Congress to pass sweeping immigration reform that includes amnesty for millions of illegal immigrants. Oh, good. Mayorkas was asked in an interview with The Washington Post whether his administration can handle the expected additional surge in migrants across the southern border when Title 42 public health order uh, is rescinded. Um, and Mayorkas's answer is that Customs and Border Protection is already encountering uh, significant pressure and putting significant pressure on the U.S. immigration system. There's no question that the number of encounters we're experiencing at the border is straining our system. And he said before calling the uh, immigration system fundamentally broken. So he's overseeing a fundamentally broken system. Also a fundamentally broken system is the Congress to CNN pipeline for people like Adam Kinzinger, who was announced as a CNN commentator yesterday, his first day out of Congress. Isn't that wonderful? Who had that on their bingo card? Pretty much everyone is raising their hand right now. Here's the clip. Up front now, former Republican Congressman Adam Kinzinger. I am pleased to welcome him to CNN. He's appearing tonight for the first time in his new role, which is senior political commentator and congressman. We really are thrilled to have you on board. So welcome. Uh, welcome. People have seen you over the past, of course, couple of years at the January 6th committee. And uh, we're, we're so glad to have you on board. Um, so it's great yeah. to be on the team, by the way. Thank you. I'm yeah. excited. All right. So here you are tonight, um, not about to go to the House floor uh, for the first time in 10 years. You wouldn't be obligated to do. OK, LOL. So on a network that you don't watch, Adam Kinzinger will be there 
CNN has lost two thirds of its audience in 2022, an election year. Uh, things are not going well. And if you think bringing on Adam Kinzinger is somehow going to help you, uh, I got a bridge in Alaska to sell you. Uh, you wouldn't be able to see, not being able to see any of these horrible things happening to our country would be wonderful. Jill Biden cannot see right now. Jill Biden's going to have a procedure to have a small lesion removed after it was found above her right eye during a routine skin cancer screening. So I'm not sure if this is cancerous or not. First Lady Jill Biden is set to have a procedure to have a small lesion above her right eye removed. The lesion was discovered by Dr. Kevin O'Connor, physician to the president, during a routine skin cancer screening. Um, the first lady's press secretary confirmed that Biden 71 would undergo removal. Uh, the second time she's gone under the knife, first lady having a puncture wound cleaned last, uh, last July. The procedure is known as a Moore's surgery will take place on the 11th. Uh, Connor said the doctor recommended the lesion be removed from Jill Biden after examining an abundance of caution. So does this mean, what does this mean? Does this mean cancer? We're not sure. Joe Biden had, I, I think some cancer, uh, cancer removal. Uh, like removed from his colon last year, if I'm or in his his intestine, uh, this is just what happens. Again, age limits. Put some age limits on there. If you're 75, you got to go. 75, you got to go. Maybe 70. I don't know. But this is like uh, again, the motivations are all wrong. You've been in politics long enough to be corrupt. This is the same reason. This is the same reason why I'm against Kevin McCarthy. You've been in politics long enough to be corrupt. You show up as a prime steak, and you get ground into beef. You get ground. You get made worthless. That's what D.C. does to you. It is a machine that destroys your soul. And the, the McConnell and Biden, I mean, they've been, they're so far removed from what their party cares about. They're so far removed from their bases. I mean, they have no idea. These people have no concept how much their bases hate them. Republican leadership has no concept because they live inside of this hermetically sealed bubble in Washington, D.C., how much they are despised by the grassroots of this country. Whereas Matt Gates or Lauren Boebert could fill... Any VFW hall anywhere from sea to shining sea, get 200 people packed in there if they came to speak. But Kevin McCarthy wouldn't be able to fill the you know local coffee shop. There's lines at Chick-fil-A longer than the people that would show up to hear Kevin McCarthy speak. These people are tools. The institutions are corrupted because they stay and they last too long. They are totally disconnected. And that is what the people are upset about. What we are upset about is the fact that no – other time in American history has our ruling class that are supposed to represent us been so distant from the will of the people. I've been to Kentucky. I love Kentucky. Mitch McConnell doesn't represent Kentucky. So we tried to start a country based on taxation without representation. We didn't like that. We were taxed and then nothing happened. We wanted representation and now we're taxed and nothing happens. We're right back to it. King George is laughing in his grave. Royal families laughing in their grave. And, and our founders are, are, are sobbing, are crying because we are right back at it. High taxation, no representation. That is the way of the uniparty. And that's what we are trying to destroy right now. That's what we're trying to destroy. So we'll see what happens today. They're going to start voting actually right here in a uh, couple of minutes. We'll be covering it today. Please follow along on our social media at Benny Johnson on all accounts. Please, if you like this broadcast, subscribe and follow the podcast. And if you do that, you will help us immensely. And we thank you so much for being such a loyal audience. We bring the heat. We bring the energy every single day. And we do it for a good reason. God, family. 
country. Three reasons, actually, but bundled into one that makes up the nexus of this show. God, family, country. That's what we care about. That's what we fight for. I got a family. You got a family. We got religion and we got a country to save. Still the best damn country in the world. And that is why we go every single morning on the Benny show. Offense, offense, offense all the time. Hope you laughed. Hope you cried. See you tomorrow. My name is Benny Johnson.